ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Prairie Dumpster Podcast, the 597,000th best podcast in the goddamned world. I am your host, Tyler Penner. Um, yeah, we cracked the 500s. At least I think we did. Of course, there's no metric to actually uh, measure this, but um, uh, I'm giving myself that ranking. I think we are in the top 60 percentile of podcasts out there. This podcast is great. You might not realize it because you haven't found it yet or haven't heard it. You might not realize it because you have been listening closely and you think it's dog shit. That's fine. Um, You'll come to the realization yet that this podcast uh, fucking kicks ass and it's great. It's awesome hearing a man with zero preparation talk about virtually nothing um, and, um, and, and finally give dead air the respect that it deserves. That's what we're doing here today. This is episode 16, I believe, 16 regular episodes. We've got eight bonus episodes on the Patreon. And if you're one of these hoity-toity assholes that's too uh, good, too high class, too Wellington Crescent to subscribe to my Patreon, let me tell you, you're missing out. You are missing out. We did, on the last Patreon episode, we... um, uh, we're getting into Ouija boards. I conjured up a demon. The demon was Chinese. And it was very hard to exercise this demon without being racist. You know, I, I wasn't expecting the demon to be Chinese. I didn't know how to handle that. I thought, I guess I have to just let this demon be here now. Um, but um, But he did leave. He did leave. Um, not because I exercised him, but um, he was just cool like that. Chinese people, very, very cool. They really respect a, um, you know, they don't wear out their welcome. They really don't. And their demons included. Um, we were talking a bit on the Patreon episode about... Uh, we don't really know any Chinese history here in Canada. We really don't. We don't know Chinese mythology, Chinese religion. If they have, they have religion. That that was racist. I'm sorry. I, I'm very scared even talking about this because I love the Chinese. You understand? I love the Chinese. I um, I love the Chinese government. I love the Communist Republic of China. You understand that? I loved um, reading about Tiananmen Square. I thought everything they did was great. And the protesters, okay, they had a few valid points. But at some point, you got to go home. And I just love how the government handled that. But we don't know enough about uh, Chinese things here in the West. We know about Chinatown. And I know we've got a lot of Chinese people here who know a ton about it, um, but um, we don't know enough here in the West. And by we, I mean me. Now, what do we do to remedy that? Well, we educate ourselves, and that is something that I'm not prepared to do. So I don't know how to close 
the gap between me acknowledging that I don't know anything about the Chinese and not wanting to learn. That's a tough one. You know when you want to learn something, you want to know something, but you have no intention of learning it? There's a divide there. And um, I don't think it'll ever be resolved. But that's fine. How did I even start talking about this? I'm rambling already. We're not even five minutes in. Oh, yeah. Um, Chinese demons. We don't know enough about Chinese spirituality. I think it's Taoism. First Google of the day. We're going to do that. Here we go. And it's more than uh, Confucius. Chinese spirituality. Chinese spiritual world concepts or cultural... I don't know why I'm talking so much about the Chinese. Maybe because they're about to take over the entire world any day now. Um, let's see. What do we got here? Um, oh, here we go. Here's a cool one. They believe... Well, they believe, I should say. It is a belief originated in China... Called Zung Sangi or Zung Sang Gay. Gay. <laughs> but, anyways, this is when a piece of hair is placed in a particular feng shui, feng shui location in an attempt to extend a person's life. A publicized example is Hong Kong actress Tina Lung, who performed this practice in 1998 at a place near Xingdao Lake. In Beihai, Guangxi, China, the maximum that she could extend was 12 years. She died exactly 12 years later in 2010. Fuck, man. I'm sold. I am sold. I am all about the Zong Sangi. Now, I don't have hair. I'm bald. I'm a bald man. Uh, I do have a beard. I don't know. I got to research that because I don't know if they specify what type of hair. You know what I mean? I don't want to just chuck a handful of pubes in the Red River thinking that I'm going to live forever. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what any of this is. I don't know. But anyways, we got a plan for today's show, and it's not all going to be Chinese, all right? I think the Chinese have taken enough of our time over the past little uh, few years, all right? I'm so sick of thinking that we're going to go to war with China. We're not going to go to war with China, all right? They're going to be our friends. We're going to be very happy together as long as uh, we do what they say and they do what we say. Oh, yeah, here we Chinese Zodiac. We were fucking around with a little thing called the I Ching. And if you don't know what the I Ching is, it is a, um, it's a, uh, it's like a horoscope, except it's Chinese, and it involves gambling, and it involves drinking extremely heavily. Um, at least I did that. Uh, but it was really fun. I encourage you to look into the I Ching. It might give you some. Uh, it might give you some insight into your dog shit life that you fucked up. 
You know what I mean? You've your life is brutal. Your life is terrible. You you don't know what you're doing. You have no goals. You just go from you know uh, Arby's meal to jerk off session, just leapfrogging from pleasure to pleasure over your whole goddamn life. Your life in your hands is fucked. What you need to do is give it up to Chinese fortune. All right, that'll set you fucking straight. Let's look at the Chinese Zodiac quickly, because I thought I used to be a rat, but then I remember maybe I was a tiger. I don't know. Um, Here we go. Tiger, 1986. All right. Cool, 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 cool. And it is the year of the rabbit. Awesome. Wow, so last year was year of the tiger. That was supposed to be my year. Last year sucked shit. Interesting. Last year was dog shit. And that was my year. Well, that's not good. Anyways, enough with the Chinese. God, I'm sick of them. Kidding. <clears throat> I um, I don't have a lot of plans for this podcast. Uh, zero preparatory work. Zero prep work we're doing yet again. hear that crow in the distance the crow are um the crows the crows follow me the crows follow me they um they follow me and um they fly around me and i don't know if they're watching over me or if they're spying on me I don't know what their intentions are, but I do believe that maybe crow is my spiritual animal. First of all, the crow or raven. I don't even know what the difference is. No, it's got to be a crow. Um, the crow. Let's see what. Um, oh, wow. First of all, crows are all black, and I'm a metalhead, so naturally they are my spirit animal. And you can say that that's, uh, we're not supposed to be using that term, uh, but they are an animal, and they reflect my spirit. So I don't know what the fuck you want me to call it, all right? Why don't you get off your fucking soapbox for two goddamn seconds and just cut me some slack? I'm trying, Okay. I've said many times on this podcast before that I am like two shades above a fucking complete moron. So give me a break if I cross some lines. I spent the first 10 minutes shitting over the Chinese. So don't give me shit about spiritual animal or spirit animal. Anyways, the crow symbolizes change or transformation. Uh, but much more than that, it refers to a spiritual or emotional change. These intelligent birds give us valuable insight into situations around us and help us adapt as needed. Now, that sounds good. But... Um, is it... Is it really? I mean, do I want to change? I'm pretty much 
great the way I am. I don't see any improvements that I could possibly make. This podcast is pretty much perfect. I am pretty much a perfect man. And um, so I feel like The Crow is pretty much just wasting my time at this point. I shouldn't have gone down that uh, rabbit hole because I don't really have anything to say about the crows. I like crows. <laughs> if there's any first-time listeners and they just skim to this part, they're like, yeah, I don't need to listen to that. This is not engaging content. Um, the crow. Smart animal. Makes tools. It's one of the only birds that masturbates, too. A lot of people don't realize that, but um, some of the birds, if you, you know, you'll see like a murder of crows, and the, the crows, they hang together, but then all of a sudden you'll see a crow alone. Crows only fly alone, and I'm reading this off of National Geographic right now. They only fly alone when they're flying somewhere to masturbate, too. Uh, they're only they're also the only documented bird to watch pornography. They watch pornography and it's it's not human pornography. It's it's birds. It's birds, but um they will watch it. They actually did an experiment in Harvard where uh they um showed birds watching other birds. They showed they showed two sparrows and they showed them a video of two other sparrows um, banging and um, the sparrows seemed nonplussed. They didn't give a shit. The crows, on the other hand, um, once they were shown a film of two crows banging, um, these two crows immediately began masturbating. And you're probably wondering, how does a bird even masturbate? Um, It's actually interesting how they do it. Uh, their feathers, as you know, are extremely soft, and um, they will. Their wings, um, they can't bend them far enough to pull out their cocks from beneath their feathers. Because, as you know, birds have huge dicks, and so as such, what they have to do is they actually have to grind it against a tree branch. So it'll. So every time you see a bird. Uh, crawling along a tree branch, you'll be like, "What's he doing? He's he's jerking off," and they grind just like I'm grinding my crotch into my mattress right now, um, and it's providing stimulation adequately. Um, the birds do the same thing, at least the crows, because they're smart. They're smart enough to realize that, um, you know, if I'm bored, you know, let's say like the crow has just flown by a Taco Bell and has, you know, eaten someone's discarded cheesy gordita and they're full and that food's provided enough pleasure but now they want another dopamine fix. They find a nice sexy branch and they start grinding their, you know, they start grinding it. And that's how birds, that's that's what, that's what I think that's what makes the crow my spiritual animal, you know. They, they represent a... Uh, uh, sexual freedom. Oh, not sexual freedom, but a masturbatory freedom. Um, I said a lot of stuff in that little joke. Do birds have sex? Male birds have no penis. Oh, shit. So there's no penetration. I didn't know that. I thought birds had massive dicks. Just huge, uncucked 
cocks. Birds mate with what is known as the cloacal kiss. Wow. The male mounts the female from behind, balancing on her back. No. See, ladies, you're still carrying the men around. You got to do all the work, don't you? It's bullshit. She arches her back and moves her tail to one side. Okay, let's read the rest of this fucking article. This is getting hot. Oh, God. Sorry, mattress. You got your work cut out. Um, she arches her back and moves her tail to one side. Oh, fuck yeah. He hunches over and their cloacus touch for just a second. During this brief touch, the male releases sperm, which enters the female. Okay, see, well, you know, they do it for a second, I do it for a second. It's good. That, that is the normal rate. Um, the balancing act is tricky. Tell me about it. And it may last a while so that the birds can have more than one clo- cloacal kiss, increasing the chances of insemination. Scientists believe that just 1.1-2% of the sperm ejaculated makes it into the female. The rest is on the walls. The rest is on the bed. Some of it landed on the ceiling. Some of it got in his mouth. And some of it went right onto the cat. That's classic sex. Um, so quite a few kisses are probably neat. Wow, oh, that's cool. Cloacal kiss. It's beautiful. Let's start picking up women with that line. Hey, you want to kiss cloacals? Let's see. Cloacal kiss used to also be, by the way, a fucking um, bizarre grind band. Let's take a listen to the band Cloacal Kiss, Whatever, however you say it. This is a song called Easter, which I remember. Holy shit, I remember that band. That band was great. That was during the mid-2000s grindcore boom, like scene core. It was like scene grindcore. There was like old school like grind grind, uh, but then there was like a whole like scene grind dance club massacre and CNX Tuesday and all that shit. And one of the most underrated bands of all fucking time amongst the grind scene it's a band called Robinson. Released one record called The Great City. Still one of my favorite fucking records of any music. Robinson. Robinson from Ohio. And and if there's any way that in the future that um, somehow this podcast has six billion fucking listeners. And I'm a trillionaire. Just sitting in my solid gold mansion. Just getting cloacal kisses from all these birds, okay? I hope that one of the guys who played in the band Robinson from Ohio is listening to this fucking episode. Because let me tell you, The Great City, one of the best grind records of all goddamn time. And if you don't agree with me, you can fight me or you can cloacal kiss my ass. Now... What did we cover? We covered the Chinese. We covered crows. We covered birds fucking. Um, That's a solid 20 minutes right there. Anytime you can talk about the Chinese and bird fuck, 
you know you're fucking crushing it. Um, do you believe in spiritual animals? Not spiritual animals, but that animals have spirit, that they can reflect our spirit, that we are versions of animals, that because we are a reflection of nature, that therefore nature is also a reflection of us, and as such that every person is designated as some sort of animal type and has a kindred spirit with a specific animal and that that animal is charged with keeping tabs on you and making sure you're okay? Is there one animal that you're like? People say there's two types of animals. You're either a sheep or a wolf. Fuck yeah. You know, go out, get that fucking money, get that pussy, get that fucking Lamborghini. What do you want to be, a sheep or a wolf? Well, maybe there's other types of animals. Maybe I want to be a sheep or a wolf. Maybe I want to be a turtle. Turtles are cool. They go at their own pace. A little awkward, but they're, you know, they get it done. You ever seen a turtle move at full speed? They're actually pretty quick. They just choose to move slowly. Because they're just chilling. They got a shelf. I'm not fucking worried about a goddamn. I'm a turtle. Oh no, you're going to bite me? Okay, yeah, bite through a fucking rock. That is my body. I love, man, turtles are cool. Maybe I'm a turtle. Maybe I'm a deer. You know? Just walking around, eating shit. Hear something? You get scared shitless. You fucking take off. That sounds like me. Maybe I'm a raccoon. You know? You only come out at night. You're eating fucking garbage. Also, sounds like me. I want you to think about it. Take two seconds. Think about what animal kind of... Kind of... uh, Kind of mirrors you a little bit. You know? Because if we're all fucking nature, man. We're all one thing, man. We're all just... Dude... This this planet, it's a living cell, man. We're just we're just carpet on the cell, man. We're just moms, we're just mom's kids. We're all here, we're just mom's kids right now, you know? This is our mom and we're just her kids, and you know what? She's letting us play, man. And then you and then whatever hippie said that, you take out a fucking gun and you shoot him in the fucking head. Just, just not because you hate him, not because you disagree. You actually agree with everything he said, but he's a hippie. Um, think about that. Think about your spiritual animal. And then be nice to it. And then be nice to it. And take, take pride in it. I've been thinking a lot about animals. And whether or not I should stop eating them. Which is funny because I just came home with a rotisserie chicken. An entire rotisserie chicken. And I'm going to eat the whole fucking thing tonight. One chicken. One meal. That's how I'm going to do it tonight. One life. One of mom's kids. That fed me one time. And at the end of it I'll be like. It was okay. (laughs) 
reminds me of that Reservoir Dogs quote. I've never seen the movie Reservoir Dogs. Stop listening to the podcast. I got no fucking time for you. Um, but Reservoir Dogs, yeah. Um, let me just fucking yeah, mute that. I'll mute that. Um, yeah, they, uh, oh, fuck, I lost it. What was I going to say? God damn it. That was like 40 seconds of dead air there. Fuck, I got to stop doing that. This is why I have to do my prep work before the goddamn show. What was I talking about? I was getting this Reservoir Dogs quote, but how does that relate to what I was just saying? Oh, yeah. Okay, I figured it out. (laughs) Sorry. Every time, like, um, Mr. Orange and Marvin Nash are sitting in the thing or whatever, and every time I eat a meal, like a burger, I'm like, that was okay. I always imagine the animals giving this line. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, maybe, maybe it was good, or you know, and you like eat your fucking ass off. You have like three quarters of a large pizza, and you're like, this pizza sucks. Oh man, this pizza's, this pizza's not great. You know, you have to think about those kids in in Africa or whatever it is that are just going like. You know, they're just sitting there starving, eating rations, and they're like, Fuck you! Fuck you! I'm fucking dying here! I'm fucking dying! And you're like, yeah, that sucks, but so did this pizza. So I don't know what to tell you, little African boy. I hope you can try this pizza. Because I'm not starving. And this pizza sucked. (laughs) Oh, God, we got it good here. What was I talking about, though? Animals. It's goddamn animals. I got a rotisserie chicken today, but I don't feel necessarily right about eating them. I feel bad. You know, when I... When I'm working outside, which I'm working for the city right now, by the way, which I'm going to get to. A lot of it requires removing nature and shit like that. And I also cut the grass. I'm cutting the grass... And I'm just mowing over these ant hills, these these ant empires that have been built. Like you go to some shitty park in Winnipeg, one of the nothing parks, not even a Cinnaboyne Park, not even like Hubick Park, all right, not even like Karen. Like I'm talking some dog shit park. Sometimes you go in there, and this colony of ants, who in their world might be Spartan warriors have built up this empire, a fucking empire that's on on the level of Rome. You know what I mean? They've built a Paris. They've built a New York. They've built a Cairo. They've built a Hong Kong. They've built a Dubai. They've built a Winnipeg. They've built a Winkler out of the ground. And I come with the mower and I just cut it in half. I just cut it apart. And I do feel bad. And you're probably thinking, like, what? They're just ants. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I care. 
I care. All right? When there's a little spider crawling on there, I make sure. I'm like, I don't want to kill you. Little flies flying in the garbage bag. And my boss is like, okay, tie it shut, throw it in the truck. I'm like, there's flies in here. All right? And I'm not worried about a fly dying, but I'm worried about a fly being imprisoned in, in for the remainder of his life. You ever seen a fly just buzzing around a bathroom? That guy's in jail. He's in hell. His purpose on this planet is to fly around. And he's stuck in that outhouse because he's too much of a fucking idiot to realize that that's a screen. That's just a glass. You've flown into it 50 fucking times. Turn around. I'm holding the door open for you. You know where that fresh air is coming from? Yeah, it's over here. Do you want to be free? Follow me. And they don't because they're too dumb. It's so fucking annoying. And it scares me. It scares me because when the fucking nukes go off, when the Russians and the Chinese aim their nukes and all those nukes hit the missile silos in North Dakota, Minot, Grand Forks Air Force Base, ladies and gentlemen, the plume of radiation is going to be unprecedented and it's going to waft over here. And these little flies and these little spiders and these little ants that we've been fucking murking for the last X amount of years, they're all going to be six feet tall. And we don't know what their capacity for memory is. They might remember everything. They might be keeping a record. You know who remembers? They might, and they're going to be six feet tall, and they're going to have a list. And when that fucking giant fucking spider comes for me, he's going to be like, hey, remember me? I'll be like, no. And he'll be like, I remember you. And then a fly is going to buzz down. And he's going to be the size of a fucking helicopter. And he'll be like, remember me? And I'll be like, no, I don't. And he'll be like, I remember you. And I'll be like, where do you guys remember me from? And they'll be like, you saved our life, Tyler. And I'll be like, oh. Oh, okay, cool. So you're not gonna you're not gonna kill me? And they're like, of course not. We love you. And I'll be like, oh, okay, sick, but wh- what about the other people? Are you are you gonna kill them? And they'll be like, fuck yeah. This is going to be a bloodbath. And then I'll be like, okay, awesome. Because I've got a list of names here. Can you take care of some people for me? And they'll be like, of course. Do you want to come with and join? I'll be like, yes, yes, please. Uh, Don't go anywhere. I'm going to get a baseball bat, okay? And then we'll get to work. And then you people are going to be fucked. That's what I'm scared about. Because me and Mr. Fly and Mr. Spider are now a team. And, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with you. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. I've been feeling bad, though. Because even mice, people step on mice like, who gives a fuck? It's a gross mouse. Get the fuck out of here, mouse. But then they had this... Um, 
National Geographic or something did a video of how they had like little microscopic microphones or whatever, and um, they caught mice laughing when you were tickling them on the stomach. You tickle them on the stomach, they're like, hee 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 hee. That's a mouse. And if a mouse can laugh, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. That is not good. That's not good. I thought these animals were morons who didn't know anything. Step on them, shoot them, kill them. I don't give a fuck. They don't know what's happening either. It's not a big deal. But if they're laughing, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's a little suspect. And obviously the obvious choice is to be a vegetarian or to go vegan. Fuck that. That is not happening. Wendy's came out with a new breakfast BLT that I'll be trying on the weekend. Yeah, veganism is not on the table. Feeling guilty for the rest of my life is. So that's probably going to happen. I was in Palm Springs a few weeks ago, as is fucking well documented on this radio program. And um, and we were talking about uh, nature and how great nature is. Me and my brother and my dad. And um, I was talking with my dad. And I said, you know what's really cool? Uh, there's this thing on National Geographic that... Um, they had an area of Yellowstone National Park that was kind of dying. For some reason, it was dying. They they, they had a, a problem with uh, plant eaters or something. And, um, and I forget the exact story, but their remedy to this, to fixing the entire area, they just got six wolves wolves and they just let them loose in the park they let six wolves or maybe ten wolves i don't know but they let a pack of wolves loose like there you go you live here now have at it do your thing so these wolves come in and um they start uh murdering animals they start eating animals they're killing deer they're killing rabbits they're killing a bunch of things and so now the deer are all over the place. They're not freely grazing anymore. They're not just freely eating everything that happens. And same with the rabbits. And now everyone's on the lookout, right? So now the rabbits are running around. They're all over the place. And the wolves were also chasing away something else, which was causing something else to come in. You know, there's tertiary predators, tertiary predators, and secondary predators, and primary predators. I don't know what the fuck happened, but a chain reaction happened to the point where the entire ecosystem got uh, rearranged. And um, because there were less plant eaters in the vicinity, plants could grow, and they grew deeper. And new breeds of plants started to grow. And because plants were growing, they actually made the soil firmer. 
And because the soil was firmer, water started to get trapped in there. And be, they introduced these wolves, and a few later, few years later, uh, a new river appeared. They introduced, it was just a, a, a rocky, barren, kind of, whatever, grassland, wasteland type area. And they put six wolves in this bitch, and a year later, it was this grassy meadow with a river running through it. It's the miracle of nature, ladies and gentlemen. And I told my dad this, and I was like, man, it was beautiful. And my dad goes, that is such bullshit. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, that's bullshit. That, never, that would never happen. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, you can't just put wolves in and then a river happens. And I'm like, well, it just didn't didn't just happen. I mean, there were multiple biological processes that took place. Like, no, no, no. It's bullshit. That would never happen. I don't believe that for a fucking second. And I was like, what do you mean you don't believe it? I, 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 National Geographic is saying that this happened. And I'm like, are you saying that National Geographic is lying? And my dad's like, yes. So my dad is thinking that National Geographic is part of the elite now, he doesn't believe in any media at this point. That guy's on a full-blown conspiracy, whatever, spree, tangent, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And it's starting to interfere with my ability to communicate with him. It's getting a little tiresome, not gonna lie. Every time I go over there, the elite did something else. And maybe the, he's right. Maybe they are fuck. I don't want to fucking talk about it. I don't give a shit. Go over to my parents' place for Mother's Day. I'm trying to talk with my mom there. I'm just asking her basic questions. Like, she's a, she's a nurse. She's an agency nurse. She works in rural Manitoba. So they closed down an agency in Melita, or a, a hospital in Melita. And they closed down a hospital in, I believe it was Russell. And I was like, so what are they doing? And my mom was like, well, they want all the hospitals. They want one hub hospital. And so all these small town people, now they have to go to either Nipawa or they have to go to Brandon. I was like, wow, that's a little rough for, uh, um, that's a little rough for the, uh, you know, small town folk. I mean, what if there's an emergency and you live in like Malita, you got to drive all the way to Nipawa? It's like an hour and a half drive. And my mom's like, I know it's crazy. And then my dad's sitting there in his chair and he's like, that's exactly what they want though. That's exactly what they want. And I was like, what do you mean? What, who wants He's like, no, it's like that World Economic Forum. Charles Schwab. He says Charles Schwab. He's talking about Klaus Schwab, I think. Is that his, is that his name? Klaus Schwab? Klaus Schwab, yeah. Chair, chairperson of the World Economic Forum. So now my dad's talking about the Great Reset. He's like, they want to get rid of all the doctors. They want to get rid of all the nurses. So that the people are, they have to go to a certain place and they're, they're, 
they're relying on the government, and so forth and so forth. And again, maybe he's right. I don't know. But I don't give a shit. It's Mother's Day. Let me talk to my mother. Keep your crazy, out-fucking-landish, yet possibly true conspiracy theories out of this discussion, please, Dad. And the weird thing is, is that I was into conspiracy theories way before he was. Back in my early 20s, while all my fans were out drinking and doing drugs and banging each other's brains out, I was sitting in a garage with a bong and a lot of time on my hands and not a friend to be fucking had. And I went through the gambit of conspiracy theories, all right? Freemasons, Bohemian Grove, Bilderberg Group. I was doing all this shit before any of you people were. All right, I'm way ahead of you. All right, granted, there's some new ones that have popped up in the last little while. But if you don't think that I, I am aware of the elite and the Illuminati, dude, I, I, it, fuck off. I am over it. I am so far down the rabbit hole that I came outside the other end and was like, yeah, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. Let's have a beer. You know, I've been through the whole dance, and I'll get into that another time, but so it's just so frustrating to have to listen to my dad talk about um, some of these theories. Did you know they have a weather altering? The yes, I knew that. I know that. Harp, DARPA, all right? MK Ultra. I get it. I know all about it. All right? It's just so annoying. It's like when you're, let's say you've been smoking weed for like 10 years, 15 years or whatever, right? And um, and now you're just smoking a day and then you split a joint with a friend. And now this person grabs a joint. He's never smoked weed before. And now he's just like laughing at literally everything. He's like, man, you know what's crazy, man? Oh, man. I mean, I know that stars are made of gas, but, like, man, it's just crazy that a ball of gas can just stay in a ball like that, you know? It's gas. Gas goes everywhere. How is that gas? That's a ball, you know? And you're sitting there, you're like, yeah, I guess. Anyways, we should probably get back to work now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm over it. I'm over the conspiracy theories. Did you know that one time uh, the the Clintons went on? Did you know that on 9-11, do you know where the Bushes were on when? Okay, so, like, there's this guy, right? He's called Henry Kissinger, right? Did you know about, uh, do you know the American Fruit Company? Do you know about Guatemala? Did you... Did you hear about, okay, there's this thing called the Bay of Pigs, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, Dad. I don't want to hear about it. I've already researched it, okay? 
come back to me when you've got to the point where the Freemasons are using their uh, Masonic lodges for satanic ritual abuses of small children, right? You're not even there yet. You're still in the political realm of conspiracy theories. Let me know when you're into the spiritual realm of conspiracy theories, all right? Are you seeing lizard people walking around uh, everyday life? All right, let me know when you're there, because that's where I was. That's where I got to. You don't know a goddamn thing about conspiracy theories, because you're not taking massive fucking bong rips of really shitty ditch weed every day, like I was. Anyways... This podcast has been crazy, and I don't think it's been good, but I don't think it's been bad. I don't know what's happening. You know what, though? It doesn't matter. The first 50 episodes, like I said in episode one, the first 50 episodes, this is all practice for me. This is all just practice about how to find my voice, about how to talk loudly and comfortably in my apartment without worrying about if my neighbors are listening. Which I'm sure they are. Um, this is all just practice. I'm trying to learn a craft here. How do you pull shit out of your asshole for an hour? Metaphorically this time, not literally. That I know how to do. Um, what do I, what else do I want to talk about? I don't know. I gotta say though, it is springtime. It is springtime here in Winnipeg. And I just have to say it. I just have to say it. I make a lot of jokes about this and about that. And some of them are sexual in nature on this podcast. And I don't mean to come off like a pervert. But secretly, I mean, it's it's hard not to be a... Um, what do you call it? Not a pervert. Pervert implies action. Um, you're only perverted once you say something or once you do something. To think something, I don't think necessarily makes you a pervert. But, hey, that's a debate I'm willing to have. That is debatable. All right? You can make a convert. You can make an argument for both. Where does a pervert become pervert? Action. Words. Or thought. I don't know. But I've been thinking about that lately because I got to tell you, I'm working for the city now. And we're doing a lot of driving around. I'm doing a lot of driving around Winnipeg. And you know what? I will, and I, granted, I have not been to many other cities. Even fewer countries. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, I don't give a shit. The verdict is in. Winnipeg has the highest concentration, the highest per capita ratio of complete and utter smoke shows that this world has to offer. People make a big deal about, like, the French girls or, oh, Italian girls or whatever. I don't care. All right? New York, sure, you have many more people. L.A., I'm sure you have many more people. But I would put money on the fact 
that Winnipeg can go toe-to-toe with any fucking city in the world for the sheer percentage of complete babes walking around this city. It is stupid. And granted, I say that as a 36-year-old man, single man, bachelor, if you will. So, you know, maybe my threshold of beautiful, you know, that would have to be debated as to where that line is. But I don't think it does. I don't think that that has to be debated at all. And I don't think I'm wrong. The city is just stacked. The city is absolutely just stacked. It's incredible. And I don't know what it is. And you know what? You know who else agrees with me on that is... uh, Famous comedian Mark Norman, who once said of Winnipeg that you will see a 9 or a 10 walking around with a a 9 or a 10 female walking around with a 6 or a 7 male. And even he said there's a lot of beautiful women here. And he said that's just the lay of the land. Those were his exact words. The lay of the land. And someone told me that Drake once said that Winnipeg had the most beautiful women. Winnipeg is stacked. And I know this for a fact because I am in a city of Winnipeg truck with my arm out the window gawking at every one of you down Wellington Crescent. Openly gawking. It's going to lead to some sort of reprimand with my foreman at some point. Either because they've gotten received complaints that some city of Winnipeg employee has been uh, staring a little too hard, or uh, we'll have a meeting because I crashed the truck. I am getting close to crashing the truck. We're just running over pedestrians because I am not looking at the road. Let me tell you. You drive in Winnipeg during springtime, during a sunny Friday afternoon. I don't even know where the fucking road... Am I on the road? I don't care. I have other things to concentrate on. I'm going to assume that those school children are getting out of my way. But I'm not going to check because I don't want to take my eyes off of what I see on the sidewalk. Those are Winnipeg women for you. Complete babes. Every one of you. Good for you. Good for us. Good for Winnipeg. And I, you know, I don't think that gets talked enough about Winnipeg. I, I don't think Winnipeggers talk enough about that. We need to start maybe because we're terrified. Because a couple of the blue hairs are going to be like, "Excuse me, excuse me." Yeah, excuse you. Get out of the way. We need to start repping that. That's one of the features that this city has to offer. That could be a one that should be on the tourist attraction. Just a billboard that says, dude, have you seen the women here? It's incredible. This is insane. It's nuts. It really is crazy. And I'm I'm proud of that for some reason. <laughs> even though I didn't do a goddamn thing. I didn't even talk to these women. They terrify me. We've mentioned that in the podcast before too. You pretty women terrify me. But um, but I am proud of that. I, I, I think that's Winnipeg's one of Winnipeg's best-kept secrets. It's the amount of babes here. Sheer babes. 
And they're not in one area either. They're not in one, they're not, you know, it's not like, oh yeah, that's the Beverly Hills of Winnipeg. That's where all blah. It's not like that at all. Doesn't matter where the fuck you are. You go to Charleswood, there's a bunch there. Osborne Village, there's a lot there. Walking down Corden, oh, there's a bunch. Go to St. Vitale, wow, look at that. Fill up your car, Domo, the employee, holy shit. How is she hot? Why do you work at Domo? You'd be a model. Go to Tim Hortons, nothing but babes in there. I'm like, good lord, why am I chubbed up getting a donut? Hmm? Stupid. Go to East Kildonan, you know what I mean? Babes everywhere. Superstore. Safeway. You know? Fucking Home Depot. Rona. Mr. Sub. Subway. Quiznos. George's Submarines. Zach's. Cindy's. Junior's. Daily Burger. New Burger. A lot of burger places. Nothing but babes and bergs. Dude, there's our fucking new city slogan. Fuck one great city. Babes and bergs. That's what we got. We need to stop acting so goddamn classy and polite. Just be like, listen, the women here are smoke shows. We make a pretty good fucking burger. Hey, get over here. Winnipeg's the shit. Yeah, but we don't have a levitating train system. Who? Fuck. Shut up. Winnipeg's fine. All right? Winnipeg is fine. Go to 99 Cent Pizza, get a couple of slices, walk out the front door, and look at the women in this city. We're not doing that bad. We're doing okay. All right? Stop wishing that you were in New York. Stop wishing that you were in L.A. Fuck all this big city bullshit. Winnipeg is great. All right? There's a lot of nice parks out there. The weather is up. I know. I know. But it's kind of cheap. It's reasonable. It's reasonably affordable. You're two hours away from a fucking, uh, like, one of the most pristine, beautiful lakes with world-class fishing. All right? You're another two hours away from sand dunes, spirit sands. And then when you're, when you're done with fucking nature, come back here and get shit-faced. And a nice bar that is probably stacked with beautiful women. Right? You're not missing that much by not living in LA or New York. And they're great cities, I hear. I'm sure they're great. But a lot of that shit's hype. Winnipeg doesn't get any hype. We get bad hype. And it's mostly by Winnipeggers. Self-defeating Winnipeggers. That are like, yeah, man, this place is dumb. It's fucking, I don't know, it's fucking freezing all the time. I'm fucking, no, I'm not buying that anymore. Honestly, I don't buy that shit. I got that from, I thought that was cool thing to do. A lot of the punks in the city, but yeah, this place is shit, oh, fucking nothing going on. The people here suck. It fucking sucks, man. Fucking okay, cool. 
then do your part and make it good? I don't know. Because I'm walking around, I've got great, you know, I have, the friends are great. The women are great. The, I, I'm getting drunk at pretty cool bars. You know what I mean? You got, you got bars, I'm not going to mention any, but there's, there's enough good places to get drunk with to get drunk with your friends granted we don't have a jersey's mics though jersey mics and that is uh something that needs to be rectified in this city because goddamn am I still thinking about that classic Philly with cheese and you know what? For the podcast sake, if you are a babe out there, uh, get into uh, follow me on Instagram at Tyler Penner Comedy, you know, and DM me and and say, you know, Tyler, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think this city is worthwhile, and and I'm intrigued with your podcast. I think it's promising content, and man, wow. I don't know. It, I, your voice sounds sexy. I don't know. I'm just going to say that. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. And then we'll, I don't know, we'll get a coffee or something. <sighs> Maybe a cloacal kiss. I don't know. You understand? I don't know what we'll do. All right? Maybe I'll, I'll hop on your back and... Um, you know, I'll give you a cloacal kiss for a second and we'll have kids. Maybe not. Maybe you'll fly away and I'll be stuck there grinding up against a tree branch. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you listen to the podcast, I'm asking you to engage now. I'm asking, this is a call to action. It's a call to action right now. A, what's your spirit animal? B, um, what's your favorite way to cloacal kiss? And C, do you or don't you love this city? And the answer better be do. The answer better be do. Or I'll show you why this city's dangerous. All right. Um, uh, speaking of call to action, man, call to actions. I've been, like I said, I've been driving these. City of Winnipeg trucks extremely irresponsibly, recklessly. Damn, dude. Oh, my God. I hit some old lady today, and she better be dead. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. If she's dead, uh, no one's going to find out. But if she... Whew, if she can talk, I am in. Uh, whew, I'm gonna have a hard time keeping this job. <sighs> it's a joke, of course. I'm kidding. Please don't fire me. Um, but I've had a lot of time to listen to the radio. Big radio guy now, and I gotta say, uh, it's not bad. It's not as bad as I remember. I haven't listened to the radio in a very, very long time. As soon as I was able to buy my own music, whether via Walkman, Disman, or fucking Napster, burnt CDs, uh, 
Morpheus, Kazaa, LimeWire, USB flash drives, FM adapters. I don't give a, I'm not listening to the radio. But in these city trucks, uh, I enjoy the radio. I do. Hearing, and I've talked about this on the Patreon episode, like just hearing old school songs. You've got the eye. A stranger. Fucking great tune. I'm hearing that again, and I'm like, I forgot about this song. I need a hero. Great tune. Well, actually, that song sucks, actually, because that bitch is fucking entitled as fuck. She needs a hero. He's gotta be strong, and he's gotta be fast, and he's gotta be larger than life. It's like, bitch, fucking chill out, okay? I'm doing my best here. I gotta be strong, and I gotta be fast. Do you know how hard that is? So you want muscle mass, but you also want speed. That's and and a larger than life. I gotta be a larger than life figure. What are you bringing to the table? Anyways, you need a fucking hero. Okay, well I need a. I am a hero. Any hero is gonna be flying around like okay. I don't need you. <laughs> you might need a hero. I don't need you though. All right. Um, but I've been listening to a lot of radio commercials. These call to actions. I gave you a call to action. Spirit animal. Favorite way to cloacal kiss. Do you or don't you love the city? Answer must be a do. The call to actions on the radio are pretty aggressive. I forgot how vicious that advertising was. This guy's selling mattresses. He's got mattresses, king size, they're on deal. And at the end of the commercial, he's like, what are you waiting for? I'm like, I'm not waiting for, I don't need a mattress right now. I hate that line. What are you waiting for? Start now, you know. Hey, we've got these new Toyota Corollas. What are you waiting for? I'm like, I'm. No waiting for anything. Why do you why do you assume that I'm waiting for something? Like I don't have the balls to move forward with the purchase. I'll buy your shit if I want to. It's not like I'm waiting like I don't know if I should. I'm waiting because the research isn't in yet. They always assume stuff too. This is the deal you've been waiting for. It's like how big of a fucking loser. Do you think I am that I've been waiting for a deal on love seats? All right? Oh, fucking finally. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, finally. Paving stones are 10% off. Finally, I can get those paving stones. I was waiting for that. Sitting at home waiting. Oh, Christ. Thank fuck. Patio World's having a sale on retaining wall blocks. It's the deal I was waiting for. You want an above-ground pool, don't you? What are you waiting for? I'm not... I'm waiting for... I'm, I'm, I'm going by my time. My spirit animal is a fucking turtle, okay? I ain't rushing for shit. I'm waiting until it feels right. How about that? Don't rush me, you fuck. Stop trying to sell me shit. I hate people trying to sell me shit.
If I want it, I'll fucking buy it. If I want anything, I will buy it. I don't think anyone's come out with something that's like, um, hey, man, like, you should buy it. And I'm like, yeah, I should. Maybe... trying to think of the last product the last commercial that worked for me what was a commercial there's another question for you fucking listeners to actually engage with the goddamn content tyler how do we engage at tyler penner comedy on instagram follow me or fuck off and die but if you do follow me which i hope you do um Get in those DMs and let me know which commercial. What was the last commercial that worked on you? I'm trying to think. Um, I think it was. I don't fucking know. It's probably a Big Mac commercial. Not that chicken Big Mac I had. It wasn't. It was dry. I knew it would be dry. Anyways, I don't want to get into that. That's the podcast. We're out of time. We're out of time. But tell me the last commercial that worked on you so I can start selling you shit, getting in your head, giving you shit you don't need, calling you an ugly piece of shit. Fucking ugly piece of shit that doesn't measure up. You don't make the grade. You understand? Do you understand that they're all out there laughing at you? They're laughing at you. They don't like you. And you go home and you feel like shit. And you should. Because you don't make the fucking grade. You're you're pathetic. You're ugly and gross. And if you just... And the thing is, you want love. You know, you want to be beautiful. You want people to respect you. Because you know that when people respect you and they like the way you look... It it helps not only your romantic life, but your financial life. You'll get that job promotion, but that's not going to happen for you because you're too goddamn ugly. But guess what? We're here to help you. We're here to help you if you just buy this product. I mean, we're on your team. The The first step is to be honest with yourself. You're an ugly piece of shit. and Nobody likes you. The second step is to remedy that, and we've got the product for you. For only four easy payments of $19.99, you will be getting cloacal kissed by the end of the day. Let me tell you. That's Marketing 101. Selling people shit they don't need to impress people they fucking don't like so that they can... What was that? That's like a quote from somewhere. I saw it on bathroom graffiti, graffiti, spaghetti. That's the podcast. That is the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to. This one's a little different. Shout out to egg sandwiches. <laughs> Just egg sandwiches. Man, are they good. They hit the spot. And. You can customize it with cheese and bacon or whatever. But no, not me. It sounds gross, but it's actually not. You take four eggs, you put them in the frying pan, you're frying them all together. 
not all together, like they're a separate. Keep the yolks separate. But you fry them all at the same time. You take four slices of bread. Boom, boom, on the plate. Then you flip over each egg. You want to make them not over hard. Definitely not over hard. Not over easy. Not over medium. But somewhere between over easy, over hard, and over medium. If you get my drift. It's not over medium. It's not over easy. It's not over hard. But it's somewhere in between all three. Salt. Pepper. Put it on the bread. How'd you grease the pan to fry those eggs, though? Well, you used butter. That butter still sitting in there. You close up both sandwiches. You put them in there. You fry them up. What's so good about that? It's just bread and eggs. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's delicious. All right? It's delicious. So shout out to the egg sandwiches. Protein. Shout out to the band. What do I want to shout out today? I feel like I don't shout out enough metal shit, but the truth is I haven't listened to a lot of metal shit. Um, you know what? Let's shout out Robinson, man. That fucking band Robinson. Robinson Rules. Hang on. Robinson Grind Core Band. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Robinson Grind Core Band. The Great City. It's on Wax Vessel Records on their band camp right now for a goddamn dollar. Dude, I'm going to buy this. But this, let's just do a quick... A, let's do a very quick um, sample of the album, okay? Sorry. And it's kind of like that, but honestly, it's mostly like, um, it's mostly like blast beats like this. It is just so good. Let me tell you. And you know what? That was the first blasphemy I ever committed in my family. Very Christian family. Extremely Christian family. Family. The first... I had bought some metal shirts before, but the first really uh, anti-Christian shirt that I bought was a Robinson shirt. It was Robinson, and it had this guy who had snakes coming out of his mouth and his eyes... But the Robinson logo was just a plain font, but the eye had been extended below into an inverted cross. That was the first inverted cross that I ever brought into my, an upside down cross that I ever brought into my family. And my mom was not a fan. And it was not the last. <laughs> I bought a lot of shirts. I was really into local metal there was um, there was a band called Dark Breakfast who had a band. It was like the Baphomet Goat, bunch of pentagrams and shit. They were like a black two-piece female black 
metal group. Not that great of a band. Good people played a couple of really cool fests back in the day. But then there was a band called Occult Hand, who uh, pretty thick, pretty pretty thick heavy band. But their <laughs> their band had uh, inverted crosses all over their shirt, and in the back was in like metallic font was written, uh, um, like let let us join together hands as we take our own lives or something fucking heinous, some heinous slogan like that. Um, Because I think the whole band was centered around cults and shit. But anyways, one day I'm walking downstairs and my mom comes out of my room, which I was like 23, 24 at the time. Anyway, she was still in and out of my room. Well, she was doing my laundry. She comes out of my room and she looks traumatized. And um, she like, I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I just don't know about this clothing. And she pointed to the metal shirts and she was like crying. I was like, oh, fuck. God damn it. I mean, what's more important? These local metal bands or making my mom cry? So after that, I kind of just kept a metal tease on the DL. Until I was a grown man and I moved out. Then I wore whatever I wanted. Which was really nothing harmful, actually. By that point, I'd kind of grown out of the... um, I realized that when you wear a t-shirt that is covered in inverted crosses and says the word throat slitter on it, um, that it doesn't really make people feel welcome when you're on stage doing comedy. So I kind of stopped wearing that every day. I still wear them to shows every once in a while, but not often. Because I'm 36 for fuck's sake. And last but not motherfucking least. Oh, man. Could have shouted out a lot of people. And probably should. Because, god damn it, I played a great tennis game with my good buddy, hilarious comedian Andy Noble. Um, and uh, Andy Noble's great. Um, but, whatever, doesn't matter. Shout out to my good buddy, I'm picking one at random today, Mr. Matt Nightingale. No, I've already done him on this podcast. I've already pumped his tires. He's in Italy right now. Him and his girlfriend, who theme of the podcast also happens to be a babe. You know what I mean? They're everywhere. Um, They're in Italy right now, taking all these pictures of the Colosseum, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's crazy. I'm at home Googling bird fucking. It's not fair. Just joking. I'm having a blast. Um... What was I going to say? Shout out to my good buddy. Johnny Wislan. John Wilson. Funny dude. Great hang. Great chat guy. He's good for... He's good in any chat you put him in. He's also married to a babe. And um, he's got a great house and everything. He's really successful. 
He's a successful man. You ever look at a man and you're like, oh, that guy, I, I want what that guy has? John's that guy. John's the guy. And you know what? Someday, um, I'm going to rob his house. And then I'm going to burn it down just to bring him back to my level. Then we'll really be able to relate. Um, no, but John's shit. And uh, I am doing a show June 9th. I believe, at the basement. Um, And it's called Topical Storm. And I'm going to talk about... The theme of the show is you talk about news stories, which I'm going to do. And um, I think I'm going to talk about a bit about uh, maybe some conspiracy theories. I think that that's in store. You know? All these wildfires, are they really that wild? Hmm? Interesting. Might be, as my dad would call it, harp. Harp weather altering. What does that mean? Let's see. H-A-R-P. Harp weather control. Yeah, so it's, what is this? Want to know dot info says um, HARP, High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, was a little-known yet critically important U.S. military defense project which generated quite a bit of controversy over its alleged weather control capabilities and much more. So, yeah. um, They're pretty much using magnets um, to cause weather stuff. And pretty much what's going to happen is um, when North Korea launches a nuke heading towards um, San Francisco, um, what the United States will do is they will uh, press a button that switches on a magnet. And then that nuke will be like, but then before they know it, yeah, there'll be a tornado, and it'll just appear right, right, just covering San Francisco. And then the missile will go, but then it'll get sucked into the vortex of the tornado, and it'll go, and it'll throw it right back at North Korea. And that's what Harp is into. Harp. Or maybe it's short for Harpo. Harpo, fucking Harpo. Oprah's sh- little fucking shitty company. Like, I know, I'll just use my name, but backwards. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, God. I hope I reach under my seat and there's a fucking handgun. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> fucking Oprah. You guys have been great. I don't know how high I've been, but I've been here for a minute and 19 seconds, which, an hour and 19 minutes, I mean, which, backwards, is 9-11. Just saying. Conspiracy theory? Maybe. Am I in on it? Possibly. Am I controlling your mind? Could be. Am I controlling your body? Should be. Am I entertaining you? 
No. Okay. Um, you guys have been great. You guys are always great. The people who listen to this podcast are great. Um, I... But this is just practice. You understand? You understand? By episode 100, I will have... Um, pretty much government officials trying to kill me. That's how, not because I'm saying anything true or good, but I'll just be that good that they'll have to be like, all right, the bar can't be set this high. Can't be set this high. Um, but you guys are fantastic. I hope you have the greatest week of your life. And it could be. You could have the greatest life of the greatest week of your life. You could have the greatest day of your entire fucking life this week. You don't know. You don't know. You know, you walk outside um, and there's a Chinese person who reads your fortune and says that you are going to be blessed in every way, shape, or form. And then you look up. And there's two birds fucking. And you're like, hey, wow. (laughs) Cool. And then you drive over to the bank and you rob it. And you get the money and you get away with it. And you come home and it's the greatest day of your life. You could have the greatest day of your life if you just robbed that bank. But you won't. You don't have the sack. And that's okay. It's probably for the better. Sometimes fear is a good thing. Stops you from doing stupid shit. Anyways, you guys have been great. I'm rambling, but I love you. Do you know that I love you? I hope you know that I love you. I love you guys. Each and every one of you. Really. With all my heart. Deep down, I do love you. And I can't wait to see you. And I definitely will see you in hell. (laughs) 